0: Hello and welcome to the Real Talk Realtor podcast. I'm your host, Nakabari Tor, licensed realtor with Howard Hanna. This podcast is where I have conversations with actual buyers, sellers, and other real estate professionals. Well, today I'm here with my good friend, Brendan Willihan, um, and he has a podcast called Embrace the Suck. You should give it a listen. The link will be in the description below. It's quite good. Um, I may have been featured on there, so selfishly, yes, I'm plugging it. Um, but... You know, today I wanted to talk to you, uh, Brandon, because um, I know you and your your wife currently bought a home and you had some interesting experiences that I thought would be funny to me and interesting to <laughs> to listeners. Uh, but, you know, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Brandon?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you said, um, I do have a little podcast, Embrace the Suck with Brendan. I won't get into it here. If you guys want to check it out, it's in the description there. We'll keep this conversation on you. Um, but, uh, yes, I, I, did buy a house, bought a couple houses, sold one as a flip. Now I bought one, um, looking to buy another one in a year or so. The one I'm in now I'm going to hang on to as a long-term investment. And like you said, yet, yeah, as I went through these buying processes, I did have a lot of struggles to the point where by the end of the process, I was basically representing myself and letting the realtor put his name on it and get his commission and just leave me alone. Because I'm so fed up with this. Uh, it was not an enjoyable shopping process that that I went through.
0: Hmm. Well, that is certainly not what we're trying to you know have real estate be like. and I'm, I'm very sure your situation and your story is shared among many. Um, I know as a realtor myself, even before I uh, I became a realtor, I always thought about that, you know, am I having the right representation? Um, is does someone have my back versus trying to have other means as their goal you know when you and your wife were looking to buy this home that you're currently in you know what were your expectations of what you thought the buying process would look like
1: yeah um now full disclosure i might be a little bit different than most buyers because um I look at properties as one, obviously, everybody needs a place to live. But if I have a place to live, I want it to be a good investment, right? Not the type of person I have likes and wants in a house, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to buy for needs much more than wants. And I'm going to buy for the numbers much more than a want. For Mm -hmm. example, if if I want a house that costs 50,000 more than what I think a profitable budget is, then Mm -hmm. I'm going to pass on that want. So to answer your question, a lot of my expectations came from watching shows like Property Brothers or what's the Chip and Joanna Gaines show where they buy these houses that are a little bit more beat up and you have that that wiggle room for that elbow grease and that sweat equity to then make that a profitable investment. So that right. was my expectation to find houses that um, not I mean I'm not doing a whole rebuild. I'm not a whole construction crew, but I work in the I worked in the construction industry. I was looking for something that maybe needs windows replaced. Maybe the floor is beat to hell and we gotta, we gotta rip it up and put down new tile. Um, things like that, cosmetics, I was looking for that because I saw that as sweat equity and a good investment. The reality mm-hmm. was, I think I found the realtors that wanted nothing to do with that. So mm-hmm. every time I tried to ask for, can you give me a list of houses or set me up on a search that fits this parameter, I was getting these houses that were almost immaculate and already 30, 40 grand above my budget. I'm like, well, I'm looking for something where I can buy it, put some work into it, mm-hmm. buy the materials. And now, even if I don't sell it right away, I'm whole. I, I didn't buy a house for 150,000 cause I got into a bidding war, but it's only appraised at 120. Right. And it felt like that's what I was being shown all the time. So that was the reality. I kept, I kept getting shown these houses that didn't need sweat equity or were over my budget. And I was like, why are you showing me this?
0: Right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I think, and I can't speak for any other realtors, but you know, you talked, talked about, you know, you were looking to buy, you know, a property that you can invest in, you know, it's, it's kind of common practice for, you know, realtors to maybe show buyers something that's out of their, Um, that's out of their range, something they weren't thinking about, maybe that's out of the location. And most of the time that is supposed to be strategic to open up the buyer's mind into thinking about something um, that may have the potential of what they're looking for. But that's, that's the key thing. It should be in the lines and in the realms of what you're looking for with that idea of, if you're looking in a specific neighborhood, it's going to be rare for you to also get that specific house and everything. But you know, and especially at the price point that you're looking. But if you then take that type of neighborhood and maybe the homes in that neighborhood, that's probably what lured you. If you can apply it somewhere else and you'll pay less and you'll get, you know, more bedrooms, more bathrooms, more more square footage, more yard and backyard space, then, you know, it will make a lot of sense. And essentially that is supposed to be the idea. But um, I do understand the fact that a lot of times Realtors out there would just show you something that's just out of your depth. Um, Mm -hmm. But it is supposed to be if it fits your criteria.
1: No, I understand. And I agree completely. I've done sales for 10 years. So I know that if somebody says, hey, I want to buy this camera that's worth $20, a good practice is to show them something a little bit more and say, hey, here's some extra features maybe you didn't consider. Right. Um, So I mean, I mean, no disrespect, and I'm not at all offended by that. But what really started to irk me is when I would voice like, hey, thanks for showing me this. This is not what I'm looking for. And I was very direct. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not I'm not looking to spend this much. My money right now that I'm going to be using for a down payment is invested in the market and it's doing well. So I don't want to take that money out and overspend on something that I'm not in love with. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I was very direct with that message, but I kept getting shown the same style of houses over and over. And I'm completely speculating here. But I think one of the big things was, I think I found possibly some agents that weren't comfortable, um, I'll say rolling the dice on a deal going through with that that TLC. And the reason I say that is because when I'd find houses that I'd want to put an offer in on, Mm -hmm. they'd be like, okay, we'll put the offer in. And and then are are you still going to want an inspection? Because like, I mean, they're going to find some stuff. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I want them to find it. And the way that they, like that conversation was positioned to me It sounded like they were nervous of the inspection, like, Oh God, we already know this house needs a floor windows and electrical. I really don't want to sink time into this because what's what's the inspector going to find this guy's going to run. And I understand that mindset. But again, when I'm voicing to you, I'm looking for a house that needs work. I'm in the construction industry. I have the resources. I I know that there's certain things I want to stay away from. I'm not redoing an entire roof, Mm -hmm. but, I felt like that was the big hindrance. Like, I don't want to show you a house that you think you want, because every time we get into that conversation of the inspection, maybe they thought it was going to fall apart. And then they sunk their time into nothing. And again, I'm speculating, maybe I'm completely wrong, but that's what it felt like. Like they yeah. didn't want to even entertain because there's house, those houses are out there. There's always houses that are beat up that need repair. You probably see them every day being listed. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I know they're out there. I'm seeing them on the apps why aren't you bringing any of these up to me? And I could never really get a good answer when I asked that question, which was frustrating.
0: I think from hearing what you were saying, and you said the realtors were talking about, you know, an inspection, it kind of felt to me, and maybe I misread this too, that they were saying, are you like, don't do an inspection to make this deal go through.
1: Yeah. And and my point was, um, like, yes, I still want the deal to come through. I know the inspection is going to say bad things. I want to make sure it doesn't say the foundation is crumbling because I didn't mm-hmm. see that. But I want to I want an engineer like you talked about when you came on mine. I want an engineer to look at the, the foundation. Mm-hmm. So I know it's going to say the electrical is jacked up and, and the service is way too small for what it's got going on. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to say the windows leak. I know it's going to say the floor is not level. I don't care about that. But they were still like, well, then why are you going to do an inspection? Because there are some things I care about. I want to make sure the house isn't going to fall down. I can do cosmetic stuff. I'm not rebuilding an entire structure. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I'd have those conversations, I just always felt like the message being pushed back to me was, well, if we just avoid these problems altogether, then we don't have to worry about this messy inspection. Right. Yes. Valid point. But that also means I spend 30,000 more dollars than I want to. Right. And like it's that message just never seemed to click. It's like they wanted they had no problem spending my money, but it's my money. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend thirty thousand dollars on something that I don't love. On something that right now, when I was shopping, like the house I live in now, this isn't going to be a forever home,
0: so right? I'm gonna,
1: I, I hope I plan to own the house forever and have other people rent it after we move on, but when I try to convey that, that's what I'm shopping for. I'm not shopping for a forever home. I'm shopping for something that's going to give me a solid roof over my head and my wife for our five years. And then is was going to survive 45, 50 more years when I rent it. Right. And then I kept getting shown these forever homes like, Oh, look at this one. You could buy this one now and, and grow into it. That, but that's not what I'm asking for now. Mm-hmm. Like the house that I needed right now, we ended up renovating the entire first floor I gutted it down to the studs. And like I said, in the beginning, it got to the point where, I was basically not communicating with my agent anymore um, to the point where I actually paid my lawyer extra to review my contracts. Cause I didn't trust the contracts the agent put in front of me. Wow. Um, it was a very expensive lawyer fee that I didn't realize was going to be so much, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was because of this, because, because I knew I was buying something that was going to need a bunch of TLC. And I felt like I was always being talked out of it. Mm. Like you should buy, um, I mean, it's public record. I'll throw it out there. I Bought the house for 90,000. I was being shown these houses that were selling for 110, 120. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I bought this house for 90. I put like four grand into it and now it's assessed at 120. Mm-hmm. I bought the house at 120 and I put four grand into it and it's assessed at 130. I still lost. Like, I didn't, uh, there's no sweat equity there. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was always being directed to go that way. Like, Oh, just buy the house that needs a paint job and maybe some landscaping. Mm -hmm. Those aren't where I'm going to make the money. And I just, I just felt not listened to, which drove my frustration to be like, you know what? Write up the the damn paperwork. I'm not going to cut you out of a commission because we've been dealing, we've been going down this road for months and I don't want the bad karma, but I don't Mm -hmm. want to talk to you anymore. So write it up. You get your commission and then go your separate way. And and that's not how I wanted to buy a house, but that was, that was the reality that I ended up finding myself
0: in. I think you're valid with your frustration, obviously, um, it, because it seems with your background of you know, um, you know, property development um, is that the right word?
1: Construction. Yeah, I mean, my family has uh, my my grandfather at his peak had ten rental properties. He sold a bunch of them. My dad I think still has six or seven. My other grandfather had a couple small apartment complexes, like 10 unit things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I grew up in the industry. I mean, by no means am I an expert, but I'm much more comfortable with seeing a leaky window and some water damage on the floor than uh, a young couple that has a newborn and they're like, oh, we have to get out of an apartment and find a house. Mm -hmm. We're taking care of the kid. I don't want to fix anything. Yeah, Completely understand two separate different buyers. But listen to me when I'm telling you I'm not that buyer. I'm the buyer that's cool with the leaky window because I know Mm -hmm. how to fix it. And I enjoy doing that. Yeah. And it just, um, I, like I said, I thought I was direct. Maybe I wasn't. I went through three real estate agents and it seems like none of them got the message. So
0: you went through three real estate agents? Yeah. I did not know that.
1: Yeah. And then eventually I just gave up. I was like, you know what? Fine. I found the house I want. I actually found this house because I went to an open house on a Saturday with my wife. Um, didn't tell my agent. And then after it, I said, Hey, I went and saw this house, write up a contract. Here's my offer, submit it. And he was like, you really want to do this? I said, yes, I just, just do this. I don't want, I don't want to talk to you anymore.
0: I, that is, you know, I like the proactive nature, um, you know, obviously f- from you being in construction and you talk about your family, you know, owning rental property and, Uh, being a construction business, you know, you knew what you were going to, you know, you knew what you wanted from the get go and you tried to communicate that, but it just seemed like it was just falling on deaf ears, essentially.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, again, I'm speculating again. I know it's a commission run business and I know if you buy a house that's undervalued, that needs some TLC, there's less commission. And I, I mean, like I said, 10 years in sales, I'd be foolish to think that doesn't play effect into it. But when I get a client that wants to buy something and I'm going to make $14 in commission versus Mm -hmm. you calling over here and I'm going to make $140 in commission, Mm -hmm. probably going to spend some more time with you. Um, So I understand that part of it, but it was frustrating because I felt like, Hey, I know that I'm not going to be your big ticket buyer. So I'm coming to you with the criteria already mapped out. So you don't have to sit here and spend an hour and a half with me trying to figure out what I want. I'm telling you what I want. I want you just to find me some things that fit into this. And I thought it was a fair trade-off. Like I said, I, I, uh, I know we talked about this on my episode. I felt like, because I'm being, I'm buying a cheaper house and you're not making as much commission off of me. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve the same level of attention as somebody that's buying a $300,000 house. That's just how math works. So when I come to you with the criteria, I want a house in this price range. I want to be able to gain $20,000 in sweat equity over the next two, three years mm-hmm. with an investment max cash out of pocket after closing of $4,000. I want to be in this side of town. Like I, I had it very, very um, defined. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm, not, I'm patient. I'm living with my in-laws right now. Like, yeah, they want us out, but I don't have to make this happen in the next week. All right. So... On my hand, I felt like I gave you like everything that I mm-hmm. possibly could. I know that you're not making as much off of me, but all I'm asking you to do is set me up with a search that fits this and send me a text like, hey, this house just went on the market today. Check this one out. Let me know if you want to show him. Right. I never got that. That is I was never once offered to show a house that I wanted to look at every house that a real estate agent showed me was something that I had already voiced. I have no interest in this really every house that I looked at that I had potential to buy was something that my wife or i found on one of the apps
0: you know that is I'm listening to you and I'm just like that is like that's not what we stand for and no, that's not I not what I, I,
1: know. And, and I, got, I gotta give a, a quick edit because I know that i'm I'm not painting the the most beautiful light but no I know that's that you're not this type of real estate no agent. <laughs> listen don't worry this about is it not I mean agents
0: no don't worry about it because I mean I'm going to put this on my you know my page and you know to my outlets because just like with any profession you know our scope of responsibility is to take care of the client you know in and every way we put them first if you want to see a property I'm going to show you that property I might say hey listen Brendan you know your budget is 150 And this property is 300, this property you want to see is 300,000. You know, that doesn't make sense. Unless if you have like grandma or like money in a, in a couch, in a cushion somewhere like that doesn't make sense, you know, but still, if a client wants to see something, you show them that something and sometimes, or most of the time you will use it as a learning experience of, okay, so I know you've seen this and you know, these were your criteria you were looking for. You were looking for a three bedroom. And at least two baths but this is a one bedroom one bath 800 square feet it doesn't matter the location but that's not what we discussed that you were looking for and right. i think in that sense is different but you have every reason to be frustrated or upset with how you, the kind of cars you were dealt um, in this situation because the point of our representation is to give you clarity is it's, it's a teamwork. You know, we talk, you and I talk about this, it's teamwork, you know? I'll find what I think you're interested in and send it to you and suggest to you. And if you find something out of the blue, because, hey, I don't know, maybe your parents neighbors are looking to sell, and that hasn't even come on the market, but you have that information. And mm-hmm. the point of my representation is then, I was like, oh, great, well, let's talk to them. And, you know, set it up for the right situation so it'll be good for them, and it'll be good for, you know, you, of course. And that is how it should be. And I'm really glad, I I don't think this conversation was going there, um, but I'm really glad it's going there and um, with sharing your frustration because so many people feel, and I think apart from that, so many people have those feelings and they're looking to buy or sell. And that's one of the things preventing them from being able to take that first step. And Mm -hmm. also that's one of the reasons there's um, you know, some of this reason I think we have for sale by owners. They don't want to be around any real estate agents. And I think it's sad because I think it's a misconception. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe. If you'd like to feature on the Real Talk Realtor podcast, drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. My name is Nekabari Tor, the Realtor.